This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1931. Would you have enjoyed learning this English grammar from a textbook? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. We all have moments when we think about what we would have done differently in the past. Today, you'll learn the two ways we use would have and how useful it is in business English. We also share a common mistake made by native speakers that you might hear and should avoid. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lindsay, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you made good on any promises lately? Have I made good? I always make good on my promises, Aubrey. I mean, come on. (laughs) I'd like to hope that that's the type of person you are. Guys, this is such a native expression to make good on something means that you said you would do something and then you do it, right? You follow through, you keep your promise. But we often, we won't say, do you keep your promises? We often say it this way. Do you make good on your promises? Yeah. What I've realized over the years, you know, living with a partner, I need to make good on the little things that I promise yes. I'll do, right? I take out the trash or things I say I'm going to do. I need to put extra focus on making sure I actually do those, right? Oh, absolutely. It means a lot to those we yes. love. It yes. shows them we care about them when we actually follow through, when we make good on what we said we do. That's how it is with my children. I definitely, if I tell them I'm going to do something, oh, they remember. They're like, you oh, yeah. said you would do this. Oh, yes, I did. Okay. I make good <laughs> on that promise. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about you, Aubrey? Is there anything that you've recently promised to your family or your kids? Yes, we had to get them flu and COVID shots the other day. And we told them if no one screams or cries, because that happens a lot when there are shots, right, that we would take everyone to ice cream. And then we didn't have enough time after we were like, oh, we can't we can't do it. We have to get you to karate. Actually, they had a karate class. Oh, no. And they were adamant. They were like, we will be late to karate we are going to ice cream now. And we're like, okay, we're going to make good on that promise. (laughs) You're going to be late. We're going to ice cream. (laughs) I love that. That's so funny. It is important to make good on those promises. So good. Yeah. So we want to remind you guys, be sure to hit follow. We have four episodes every week. So if you're not following the podcast, you might miss episodes. You might miss bonuses. So wherever you are, take a moment and make sure you're following the Allers English podcast. Yes, guys, go ahead and hit that follow button. And once you've done that, go ahead and share it with one person that you know believes in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. 
I love that. I love when someone shares a podcast with me, like every now and then I'll just get a link texted to me of a podcast they're listening to. And that's kind of my favorite. I'm like, yeah, I got to check out this podcast. Yeah. And you know what? I I just learned the other day on Spotify, we're a very heavily shared podcast. I don't have the percentage. I'll share it another time, but a huge percentage of our listeners share this show with people in their lives, especially through WhatsApp is actually a big thing that's happening. So if you haven't done that yet, guys, go ahead and do it. That's very cool. I love that. Yes. Share the love, right? We love all of you. Share the love. Share the love. (laughs) So what are we getting into today, Aubrey? Well, today we are making good on a promise to teach about would have, right? This is, we have told you previously in previous episodes, okay, we had a question that was sort of multi-part, a lot to cover in one episode. So we've broken it up into a few episodes. And this isn't grammar that you want to learn from a textbook. We make it simple, easy, and fun. So we're going to break this down today in a fun way so that you are clear on how to use would have in English. So good. I'm excited. Well, where can we get started today then, Aubrey? What can we do? So quick shout out to Julie Tang. We're finally getting to the last part of her question. She was asking about future perfect. And then she said, I see we use will. When do we use would? So we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, now we're diving into that. And we want to make sure you don't miss that previous episode when we talked about future perfect with will have. That was episode 1919. So be sure to go back and check that out if you missed it. Yes. And by the way, guys, if you have a great question, if you have a really good detailed question, send it in to Aubrey at allearsenglish.com. Aubrey, could you spell your name? Yes, it's A-U-B as in boy, R-E-Y. I have yes. to say the B as in boy sometimes because there's a common name in English and many languages, Audrey. So I often get called Audrey with a right. D as in dog. <laughs> so I always say B as in boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to take your questions, guys. Send them in, but make them specific questions, right? You should be telling us about a situation you were in or something you read somewhere that really confused you. And we want to build an episode based on your questions. Yes. Awesome. We love your questions. We love to answer them in episodes. They're always fantastic ideas that make for very interesting episodes. I guarantee if you have a question, other listeners have that question too. So send them in. Yes, I love it. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty here, Aubrey. Let's get into it. All right. So we use would have two ways. The first is a little less common, but we'll share it. It's the past tense of will have. So we use this to talk about what usually would have happened by a certain time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, I called at 8 a.m. because I knew he would have woken by then or woken yes. up. I would say woken up, but yeah, would have woken by then. Yeah? That's true. We often natives will say wake up, woken up instead right. of just wake or awaken. This is a tricky word. We should do a whole episode about wake up and awaken and woke up. <laughs> we actually, that'd be a great episode idea. Let's be. do it next time. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> what about, I'm curious about this sentence. Are you the type, Lindsay, that would call someone early in the morning? And do you turn on do not disturb at night so that no one bothers you until you wake up? I do. My phone goes on to do not disturb at 10 p.m., but I don't know nice. what would be considered early. Yeah, I try to avoid calling anyone before 9 a.m. Nice. That's right. a question They're What's t- early for everyone. I'm up at 6 a.m. So I'm like, why isn't everyone awake right now? Yeah, right. What's early? And exactly. we have to think about time zones. If we're living abroad, we're living in Europe and we're calling someone in the U.S., it becomes more complicated. Right, Aubrey? Yes. I remember when I was living in Belgium as a nanny, I accidentally called my mom once at like 2 a.m. her time. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you think about the time difference. <laughs> She's all sleepily groggily. What's what's wrong? Why are you calling me in the middle of the night? Oh, sorry. Sure. It's 4 p.m. here. I love it. I love it. So do we have a sample sentence here? 
Yeah. So another example is to say like it was 10 a.m. Mom would have downed three cups of coffee by now. That's a fun verb downed to just mean drink. Mom would have drunk three cups of coffee by now. Right. We often use this downed to avoid saying the word drunk, I think. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast before, how native speakers don't always feel 100% confident in the three forms of drink, drank, drunk. And also the word drunk means to be inebriated. So I think we have something weird about using drunk in the third form. What do you think? I remember I was teaching a student who said, you know, we have drank. I'm like, oh, it would be we have drunk. That's the past participle. And they're like, I'm not going to say that because it makes it sound like I've been drinking beer. I'm like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I get it. So instead say downed. I had downed three cups of water. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. So downed and come up with other creative ways. You know, that would be a great episode idea, which our listeners should hit follow for right now. Another episode on alternative ways to say drink in the third form. I love that. Let's go back into it. We often do that as native speakers. We circumvent, which means to find a way around a word Mm -hmm. that we don't want to say. Or when you're learning a language, a word that you don't know, you don't remember, right? You circumvent it, paraphrase, find a different way to say it. Absolutely. And this is an important skill to have in another language, you know, because I'm learning Spanish. I just took a trip to Argentina. You know, I didn't have every word, but I could always find a way to go around that word and explain the situation. It actually really expands your vocabulary in other ways, Aubrey. Absolutely. And we do that with this grammar form. We often circumvent it because maybe we're not positive about the grammar. So we'll use past tense and rephrase it. You might say like, I called at 8 a.m. because I knew he'd be awake by then. So Mm -hmm. it's tricky. There are multiple ways to say something. Both are correct. But when it comes to would have, it's a little harder because you have to remember the past participle. So sometimes we avoid it entirely. Yes, I love it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's get into number two, talking about the third conditional. Aubrey, can you get us started here? Yes, this is the main way we use would have to talk about something that did not happen in the past, but could have Mm. if the situation were a little bit different. And this is a very common mistake for native English speakers that the construction here, we make mistakes with it. So you're probably going to hear it um, incorrect. Depending on someone's regional dialect, you may hear mistakes with this. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. So it tells us that native speakers aren't always necessarily studying the grammar books, right? They're focusing on connecting, right? Exactly, right? But yeah. All grammarians, Mm -hmm. there are common grammar errors that are accepted in a lot of regional dialects. A really good example is to say, I'm good instead of I'm well. When someone asks how you are, right? We all do it. It's a very accepted mistake. Yeah, but here at Allers English, you know, we're going to teach you the correct grammatical format as much as we possibly can. And then we'll let you know if it's okay. I think, you know, I think if you know, in this case of this past perfect, I think, or the third conditional rather, I think if you know the correct way, you should say the correct way. Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Why? It's not 
accepted for everyone in every yeah. regional dialect. So depending on where you are in a lot of places, maybe in the East, in England, it will sound very wrong. And it sort of flags. It sounds almost a little uneducated to Yeah, some. I agree. Or just, you know, it just sounds like a mistake. So this one's important. Yeah. That's why we're teaching you today. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how the third conditional is formed to make sure you guys are clear on how to use it. Exactly. So let's get, here's one example, Aubrey. If you had asked me to be there, I would have come. Yes. So let's dive into how we're making that sentence, right? To make a sentence in the third conditional, we use if plus the past perfect Mm -hmm. and then would have or wouldn't have with the past participle. So if you look at that sentence, right? If you had asked me, we have past perfect there, had asked. And then after the comma, I would have come. Right. Yes. I love this. It's a it's really pretty simple once you break it down and look at the grammar. But the mistake natives make is to not use past perfect. And they'll say would have both times. You might hear someone say, if you would have asked me to be there, I would have come. And that's the mistake. You're going to hear it. It, Mm -hmm. I hear it a lot where (laughs) I live in the West. It's much more common. Maybe not where you live as much, Lindsay. That's so interesting, the West versus East Coast thing, because we have so we do have so much movement, you know, East to West now in the in the U.S., right? So much migration For sure. uh, that people are moving. Especially certain Western cities are hot now. Arizona is pretty hot now. So I think a lot of people are moving from the East Coast to the West Coast. Absolutely. So I wonder if that'll change in some maybe. way. I'm, I'm not maybe sure. It'll change or maybe they will all move here and <laughs> adjust. They're like, well, everyone says it this way. That's how I hear it. They don't even think about it. And they'll start making the mistake. I don't know <laughs> which well, will win out in the meantime, grammar or the mistake (laughs) right in the meantime we'll know and again this is not exactly a connection piece right this is a little bit different you do want to you don't want to say it correctly do want to say it correctly especially if we think about those more formal situations like a job interview right meeting a new coworker, where you don't know where they were raised they're likely going to recognize what is the correct grammar so you do want it to do this correctly Exactly. So what about this next? Did we already say the next example sentence? No, we have another example. Okay. If you had told me about the party, I wouldn't have missed it. So you see that past perfect, if you had told me, and then we have would have or would not have missed it. Yeah. And I think this could be, I'm I'm glad that we're clearing this up today because I know that our listeners have learned these in their textbooks. It's in the back of every textbook, these grammar tables. We know, we've taught them in classes. But then if you go, you live in the States and you hear people making the mistake or you're consuming media, you might be quite confused. Yes, right. Why am I hearing this? Why am I hearing this wrong a lot? And you will also hear it on podcasts, on reality TV, especially, right? News (laughs) broadcasts, they're trying to use correct grammar. But when it's just regular people in their lives, then you hear these mistakes. Interesting. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what else do we need to know here? Well, I think it's important to point out how useful this grammar form is in business English. If you are debriefing about a meeting or talking about goals, we are often discussing how to improve and what we would have done differently. So let's do a role play in a business setting using this third conditional so you guys can hear how it's used. All right, let's do this role play. So here we go again, debriefing about a lost account. So important to be able to do. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> well, if the sales call had gone better, I think we would have landed that account. I agree. If we had eliminated a few slides that were less pertinent, our message would have been clearer. Definitely. Also, it would have been more effective if we had emphasized the long-term savings our software can provide. Nice. Ooh. So we have some great use <laughs> of the third con- conditional here. And a bonus word, pertinent, which is interesting. It looks like it should be pronounced pertinent, 
but we, we really don't. We use that glottal stop and say pertinent. Pertinent. And we talk about those glottal stops a lot on our live group classes, Aubrey. Um, I love in our live group classes how we have a whole section where we go through things like glottal stops, very specific pronunciation points, and we have our students repeat throughout yes. the class. That is fantastic. Because so good. It's so useful to know why why it, something is pronounced a certain way and then mm -hmm. immediately be able to practice it. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so good. And this, you know, this is kind of a Monday morning quarterback kind of conversation, isn't it, Aubrey? Here, the role, you know, looking yes. into, okay, what did we do wrong if we had done this? We've had a couple of these conversations Absolutely. recently at All Ears English. Yes, <laughs> right? in every company, in every business, you have these discussions like that could have gone better. What should we have done differently? Yeah. And I think for our listeners, if you, you know, if you're in a business setting, you need to participate in those conversations so that it because you know, it's important to make a change for next time, right? Yes. So the more you participate, you put yourself on the hook to improve for next time. So you're not still making the same mistakes, right? Absolutely. So let's go through how we used this grammar here. First, mm -hmm. Lindsay said, if the sales call had gone better, so there's the past perfect, yep. I think we would have landed. And notice we often use a contraction here. Like she yes. said, I think we would have landed that account. Even in a business, very formal conversation, we're still going to use that contraction just to save time. Exactly. And in the next piece, we're just flipping the order, right? Mm -hmm. So if we had eliminated a few, a, a few slides, actually, we're not flipping the order. Oh, yeah, if same we had past perfect first again, same yeah. past perfect first, exactly. If we had eliminated a few slides that were less pertinent, our Which message means like relevant, applicable, relevant. right? I love, love that, that word. word. <laughs> I use it a lot. <laughs> it's a great bonus for today. It'll be in the yes, app too, I'm sure. For sure. Our message would have been clear. And I would say too, I would use would have there too, right? Definitely, Instead of would right? have. We're always been. trying to save time. So mm -hmm. almost always it's going to be that contraction. And you, you guys listening should also use that contraction. If ever you're saying would have, mm -hmm. smush it together and say would have. Yes, for sure. And what would be the last? Did we use it in the last sentence too? Yes, I, what this did is I say? where we did flip it. First we have, it oh, would right. have been more mm -hmm. effective, right? So you have that, that would have first. Mm -hmm. And then after, if we had emphasized. So that's a good point that it doesn't have to be past perfect first. It's like, what is on in which clause? You're going to have past perfect in one and then would have with that third conditional in the other. Yeah, I love that we're getting into grammar here. Guys, in 2023, we want to get more into your grammar questions, right? So send us especially your grammar questions. If you have really high level grammar issues or problems, we are here to help you solve those. What's the takeaway for our listeners today, Aubrey? What do you think? Yes, if you guys find yourself avoiding would have in the past, you're not alone, right? Natives <laughs> do it all the time. I think they recognize I might be making a mistake with this. But the third conditional is so useful, especially in business English. So you want to, with today's tips, you can be comfortable using it. Yes, I love it, guys. Hit follow on All Ears English if you love this podcast and send us your grammar questions so we can go deeper into these high level topics to really refine your English for connection. So good. Absolutely. Awesome, Lindsay. Fun, uh, fun conversation. You know, I love grammar. <laughs> always, always. I'll talk to you very soon, Aubrey. Have a good one. You too. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.